a house uh, nearby in early 1990, and we were asked uh, if we would like to attend a, a service here by Pastor Ryan Brandt. So then we kept going, and the kids liked the um, service, or the, the Sunday school and everything. And and um, I think the first time when we came, um, or one of the first times, were the choir. It was a huge choir, and they were doing a Easter katata with a drama presentation. So I was really drawn to that, too. We were starting to grow when we first came. We, we were, um, there was hardly an empty seat, you know, and so they were talking about uh, expanding and building. I was the first elder, female elder in the community. So that was quite an honor for me. So that's a wonderful memory that I have and I just loved it. I love serving and visiting people and it seemed more like a family. You go back over time, uh, the number of people that have been mentored here by senior or associate pastors, seminary students, uh, helping them uh, get started in the ministry. That's God's calling for us to do that. We are all strugglers and uh, the ministries that we've uh, begun and continue, that whether it's uh, grief care or divorce care, that's a, a, a fulfilling aspect of ministry at Community Reformed Church. Community has started what we call Mobile Food Pantry. We serve so many families in the community and Beachwood Inn has come in and helped with the meals. It's just awesome. That's what I really have grown to love too. We've had little ones join recently that are just filled with the spirit seems like already at a younger age so that's our future. I think the present leadership especially sees the future in ways that need to be seen. This ministry is unafraid to, to tackle things that need to be tackled in, in regards to the, the work of, of Jesus and we have an excellent leadership uh, team and um, I, I, I've been amazed at, at that and we're very grateful to God for that. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. I want to invite everyone to grab their Bibles, the, the paper word of God, not the cell phone word, and uh, open up to 1 Thessalonians 1. We're not in this book too often, so I'm just going to give you a little bit of time. It's uh, right after Colossians and before 2 Thessalonians. Uh, if you hit Timothy, you went too far. In the Pew Bibles, it's 1149. We're big proponents of the paper word in the high school and the middle school youth groups, and I think it's a good thing to get... Get in the pages, especially the sticky ones. And uh, so, my name is Pat Blumendahl. I'm the senior high, no, I'm the student ministries director here at Community. And um, that's new. And uh, it's like the first time I said it out loud. Wow. And uh, just a little bit about myself, if you don't know who I am. I grew up in Holland my entire life. I went uh, all the way to Hope College for, uh, for school. Go Dutchman. And... Uh, I have been working here at Community for just shy of three years now. It has been an amazing journey. Um, I'm also in seminary. I just got through my second year. And getting through your second year in seminary is exciting for a few reasons. The most exciting is that I am through my languages. So, uh, yeah. Whew. It's exciting. I don't know if you guys are language people, but I am not. I tried to learn Spanish once. 
And uh, then they told me I had to learn Greek and Hebrew. So uh, we did it, we're through it, and uh, it was exciting, but I'm glad it's behind me. Um, And August here, right here, in two months from the very day, I'm getting married to Kara. And so... um, You guys, you're welcome to come, hang out. Well, we got the full sanctuary, so let's fill it up. And um, just a reminder, I have tremors in my hands, so my hands always shake. You guys are like kind of scary, but you're not this scary, so it's okay. This morning is graduation Sunday, and we have over we have 24 high school graduates, five college graduates. And uh, this morning, we get, to, we get to honor them. This message is for them, but it's also for everyone. It's for all of us. And at the end of the sermon here, we're going to invite all of them up to come, and we will send them well. We will pray for them. But what I'm hoping that we'll all see through this message, high school seniors and everyone included, is that the gospel changes everything. Okay, so we're in our core values series. We're in our fourth week, and it is transformation this week. And here is what we believe. Here's what, our, here's what uh, our core value says. It says, we believe that no matter who you are or what you've done, you need God. We also believe that deep in your soul, you want God. When God gets a hold on any of us, our lives will change, sometimes dramatically, sometimes subtly. But no matter how God has grabbed us, we are usable by him to do powerful and amazing things. This morning, each week, we are here as, as staff of community, as, as believers, to remind you of the power of the gospel. We, can, we believe that we want you to just lean every week a little bit further into the reality of what Christ has planned for each of you. And then, especially the seniors, you guys are going to go from this place, and I hope that you go committed to the cause of the gospel. Because as scripture tells us, you can't even imagine what God can do in and through you. My prayer is that that you come to understand this and that you come to understand that the gospel was not meant just for you. It wasn't meant just for us here at Community or even in Zealand. It was meant to transform you and go out through you as a light to shine in dark places. And so just a little bit of context, the first Thessalonians here, I don't know um, if you know, but uh, Paul, pretty big deal in the New Testament, he, uh, he is preaching the gospel in a city of Thessalonica. And he's preaching, and a small church comes up, really exciting. And there's jealous Jewish leaders, try to say that five times fast, in the town, And they actually drive Paul out of town. So Paul, being the missionary that he is, he goes to the next town and he starts to do the same thing. And the same leaders from Thessalonica follow him to this next town and drive him out of that town as well. So Paul's getting a lot of heat, right? And he's thinking at this point, if I'm experiencing this, what is that young, small church in Thessalonica experiencing? And so Paul, he sends his disciple Timothy Timothy, go check it out. Go check out Thessalonica, check out the church, see how they're doing. And Timothy comes back and tells Paul this. He says, not only are they still following Jesus, but God is using them to spread the gospel to the entire region. 
That's a good report. Paul then writes this letter. We have it right in front of us to the church in Thessalonica, and it is absolutely gushing with praise because the power of the Holy Spirit is transforming them and it is going out through them. And that's exciting. And what I want you to see through this message is that if you truly embrace the gospel, if you truly embrace what God has for you and the transformation that takes place in you, this is what will happen. Okay, so 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, we're starting in verse 4. It says this, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with the power of the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. Real quick, see this. We're going to stop right there. Paul right here is saying that, I know that you are loved by God, that God has chosen you, that God, that the gospel has come to you. And then he says this phrase, and I love it. He says, not just in word, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. And what that tells me is that some people only hear the gospel in word. It goes one in one ear and out the other. Jesus talks about this in the parable of the seeds and the sower. Have you heard that one? There's some seeds, and they're getting scattered on different types of soil, and some of the seeds fall on the rocky soil. And the sprouts spring up for joy for the word. But as soon as the wind comes and the sun beats down on it, as soon as persecution comes, that plant withers and it dies because it has no sustaining roots. That's only hearing the gospel with word. And Paul right here says, I know that's not you. He says that I know that you've received the gospel by the power of the Holy Spirit. And how does he know that? Because it moves them to full conviction. And if you really have the gospel, if you truly have the word of God, and if you're truly transformed, this is what happens. Verse 6, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith has become known everywhere. Therefore, we don't even need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and the true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. So, Here's what happens. I'm going to take it a little bit out of order, but this is what happens. This is what Paul is saying. He's saying, first, you received the gospel, right? It all starts with an understanding of the gospel. And then in verse 9, it says, you turned away from idols and you served the living God. That's, that, that literally, that's repentance. Turning towards Jesus and saying, I'm going to follow you. Paul says, then you became a follower, and I love this word, imitator, right? What he's saying is saying, saying, first you became a follower and imitator of us and of the Lord, and that's how it happens. You get involved in a church, you get plugged in, and you follow someone who's a little bit further down the road from you. You imitate their walk, and soon you start following by the word. Next, it says in verse 6 that you receive this word in much suffering. Okay, so don't lose this. Here we go. You get the gospel. You turn from idols. You serve God. 
You become a follower and an imitator by his word. And then in verse 7, it says that you became an example for other believers. That's sweet. So now not only are you following someone that's further down the road, there's other people following you towards Jesus. Amen. Like, that's amazing. Like, this is an amazing praise. So, last step, verse 8. You tracking? Last step, this is the best one. The Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith has become known everywhere. You became a missionary. I'm not saying that all of us are called to full-time vocational mission work going overseas, but every one of us, if you get the gospel, it will transform you and it will send you out on mission. So just pause. Think about this. How are you being transformed? How are you transforming those around you? Can people see your faith? Are you imitating someone just a little bit further down the road? And is there people imitating you and you're leading them to Jesus? That's what it looks like to have the gospel. Paul starts with the gospel. And I believe if you're truly going to be committed to the cause, that you're going to shine your light in dark places, you're saying, I want to be a part of this message going out. It first starts with a proper understanding of the grace that we have all received. Paul here says, I know that you are loved, that God has chosen you, that our gospel comes to you. And if you're new to Christianity, if you, if you don't know, gospel literally means good news. It is the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news that he chose to set your, or his love upon you, not because we were so lovely, not because we were like choice, not because, not because we deserved it. No, totally by grace that we've all been saved. So, if the gospel changes everything, the gospel does change everything, not if. The gospel does change everything. And I love the song that I requested. Did you catch it? It was a new lyric. It was a, it was, it was a new song. But did you catch the lyric right in the middle? Here's what it says. It says, from the heights of heaven, you, Jesus, talking, step down to earth. Innocent perfection. He lived a perfect, blameless life, sinless you gave your life for us on the cross. We stand in awe, or we are amazed. We stand in awe. Why? Why, why, do we, why are we amazed? Why do we stand in awe? Because we have been changed by the power of the cross. How great is your love for us? It's an amazing lyric. I pray that you know what you're singing next time you hear that song because it, literally it moves me every time. And because the gospel changes everything, we are called to transformation through the grace in Christ to go out both near and far. And as our core value says, being used by God to do powerful and amazing things. As a community of believers here as, at Community Church, we are celebrating our 50th year. It's unreal. It's amazing. As, as a traveler who's been on this journey with all of us just a couple years now, I am so excited for what's going to happen the next 50. I could not be more excited. And uh, because, let me tell you why I'm excited. I'm excited because gospel transformation is happening right here. It's happening in children's ministries and nursery. Uh, if, you, if you don't believe me, um, come in like two weeks to VBS and volunteer. 
because it's unreal. Just check it out. I think there's a meeting afterwards in the Mosaic. You could, you could go, go inquire there because it is amazing. It's unreal. There's gospel transformation happening in the middle school ministry, in the high school ministries. Many of you are here because a child or someone you know has been plugged into the student ministries. It's happening in small groups and on mission trips. And most important, it's happening on Sunday mornings. And therefore, it's happening in all of Zealand. And that's amazing. But remember the deal, verse 8. Verse 8 says this. It says, The Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith has become known everywhere. Therefore, I don't even need to say anything about it. So basically, Paul is talking, right? Do you know who Paul is? Paul, arguably the greatest missionary ever. I don't even know if that's an argument. The greatest missionary ever. He traveled the known world three times. He was persecuted. He was imprisoned. And he eventually got put to death before, because of what he believed. He went everywhere proclaiming the gospel. And it actually says in his words that his shackles, his chains, helped the gospel go out even further. He wrote the majority of our New Testament. What he's saying here, I don't even need to show up because you have been so transformed and you are changing the world. How amazing is that? And so read this verse a different way. Paul here is not just talking about Zealand or West Michigan. The gospel message calls you to get out of your comfort zone and go to people who don't look like you, who don't smell like you, who don't dress like you, who don't eat the same stuff as you. Pastor Greg says this all the time. He references Colossians 3. And Colossians 3 says, Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, slave or free. And then Pastor Greg so elegantly adds on to it and says, We are to spread the gospel no matter black or white, Asian or Hispanic, tattoo or no tattoo, earring or no earring, white collar, blue collar or no collar. Jesus in John 10 he says, I am the good shepherd and I'm going to lay down my sheep. But I have sheep who are not of this fold also. We must draw them in too. Or Peter in the book of Acts, he's preaching in a Gentile man's house. And the Gentile man actually receives the Holy Spirit. And then Peter goes back to the temple and the leaders rebuke him saying, how dare you preach to the Gentiles? And you know what Peter says? He says, if, they, if he received the Holy Spirit just as we did, who am I to stand in God's way? And then my favorite thing in the book of Acts ever, you know what it says? It says that the, that the church fell silent and they worshiped God. They glorified him because they knew that the gospel was not just for them, but for everyone. Just like our seniors, they're going to be in, on, on the stage in just a few minutes. We're, we're not... We're, we're not just keeping them here in Zealand. Some are staying here and praise the Lord for that because we desperately need that here. But we get to share them with the entire world as they spread their lights in places like Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo and Big Rapids and Mount Pleasant and Lansing and Indiana and Pennsylvania and Tennessee and who knows where God's going to lead them beyond that. Right? Who are we to stop the gospel from going out? Who are we to stop sharing it? When transformation happens, it is amazing what God can do. If you receive the gospel, you will be transformed. That's what it says. It also says that you will go. It doesn't have to be halfway around the world. 
for crying out loud, it can just be to Walmart. Because everyone, everywhere needs Jesus. And let me tell you this. You've got, you've got me thinking, why, why would I do that? Let me tell you why. Verse 10. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. You will do this because your life, your thoughts, your resources, your money, your energy is not fixated on this temporary life but you are looking beyond. You are looking past this world, past this physical world, and towards eternity. Being truly transformed means investing your time, your energy, your resources, your money, and everything else in what will last and what will count for eternity. And so with that being said, I want to invite the seniors up on stage. There are 24 of them. If you have not got a packet, it is, it is unreal. Come on up here, guys. Come on. That was your cue. You got I got everything. Yes. Oh, we've, there's 24 graduating seniors. Like, unreal. Amazing. Come on. Come on. Come on. Spread out. We talked about this. We talked about spreading out nicely. Here we, what, what's, what's this over here? You guys, you're bunching up. What is this? You're graduates now. You should, you should know. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Do we need a couple rows? Do we need a second row? Maybe, maybe let's get a second row, some of the shorter uh, people. Or maybe up on, a, up on the second step. Come on, Ryan, Andrew. Come on over here, Annabelle. Let's get, a, let's get in here. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Look at these guys. They look pretty good. We had baccalaureate here on Tuesday night. And it was amazing. It was unreal. We got to, we got to, we got to send them well. And that's what this is. That's what this service is. It is a service of sending. And we are sending them all over the world. We have no idea what God has in store for them. We have no idea where his plans are going to lead them. Some are staying here and praise the Lord for that. And we have some going all over the place. And so today, this message, it's a reflection. I'm sorry, I'm going to turn my back to you guys because I'm talking to them, but I'm, I'm also talking to you, so don't, don't, don't sleep on me here because this is important stuff. Hi, guys. <laughs> is this fun? Is it kind of awkward? Is it more awkward if I just look at you? Good. <laughs> so guys, this message, it's a message of, of sending. And, and I want to say, I wrote this message because I wish this, this is what would have been on the forefront of my mind when I went off, when I went to the next step. And I'm not saying I went all the way to Hope College, go Dutchman, for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <I'm leaving. laughs> Kara says, Stop. I'm proud, proud to be a Dutchman. But, but I don't think my motivations and my, my, my energy and my resources and my time were, were, were truly fixated on what counted. And so I want to tell you this. I want, I want, for you guys, for everyone, I want to tell you four things. And it is a reflection of exactly what Paul told the church in Thessalonica. First, receive the gospel. 
It is the foundation of everything. Without it, you can do nothing. Receive the gospel. Know the good news and know what you believe. The, gospel, the Bible says always be ready to give an answer. Always know what you believe. Always be ready to talk about it. It's important because whatever comes next, a lot of different things, a lot of temptations will come with that as well. There's a lot of ways of this world that try to pull you different places and you need a firm foundation of the gospel. Second, turn from the things of this world. Turn from idols. What is holding you back from serving God? What is holding you back from the life that God has called you to lead? And how can you overcome that? Third, be an imitator of Christ. I love, when I was in Israel, I experienced this, and I heard this for the first time, but it's really dusty over there. It's kind of deserty. If you've never been there, I'd highly encourage you to get there, but it's, it's, it's kind of dirty. And um, in 1 John, it says, for those who claim to live as him must walk as Jesus walked. And I love that because when you walk so closely to the person in front of you when you're in Israel, the dust from their sandals gets all up in your business. I'm telling you, walk so closely to Jesus that the dust from his sandals is caking your skin. Be a physical representation of Jesus, and then others will follow you towards our king. And fourth, wherever you go, north, south, east, or west, be his messenger. Bring his light everywhere you go, only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that this is Pentecost Sunday? In Acts 2, they were in the upper room after Jesus had ascended to the heavens, and tongues of fire descended upon them. It's the Holy Spirit. And we now have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and we can do powerful and amazing things when we are transformed in the Spirit. Guys, this is, this, this is amazing that you guys have the opportunity to go and be his light. And we will continue to pray for you every step of the way. Know that you are always home here at Community. And so with that, uh, we're going to pray for them, and we're going to do it a little bit differently. I'm just going to, I told them earlier, they, they were kind of freaked out, and I hope that, I hope that it's, I hope that it, I hope that it stretches some of us, but this is biblical. What we're going to do is we're going to have all the seniors, don't move yet, we're going to have all the seniors come right down here, and everyone who can is going to come up and come around them, and everyone who can is going to put their hand on someone in front of them, who's putting their hand on someone in front of them, who's putting their hand on someone in front of them, who's touching a senior, and by the powers of transferable blessing, it's biblical, uh, and we are going to bless them and we are going to send them well. Okay? You guys, you guys cool with that? I don't think, oh, we've ne we've been, we haven't done that uh, in a while. So we're going to do that, and we're going to send them well. But I want to I say one more thing as you go. The goal of life is to not extend your life as far as possible. It's not just to live as many years as you can. The goal of life, what the Bible tells us, is to spend your years serving God and glorifying him, bringing his light everywhere you go. Let's pray.
Let's come down here. Come on around. We can all stand up and extend our hands. It's going to be different, but it's going to be kind of weird, and that's okay. Come on down, senior. Oh, grab your Bibles. We got Bibles for you. We, we got, we get, they got to get their Bibles. There's 24 of them, and I couldn't distribute all of them. Cake in there. Get, you guys are all friends. It's weird. We know. You guys are all friends. Keep going. You're gonna follow in each other's dust, right? Yeah. Follow, follow each other. There are 24 high school seniors that are going off to college, the workforce. This is an amazing time, and we get to send them out. There's, there's, there's a bunch more that we got to get in there. Hey, Vin Heitzma, you know, move over a little bit, you know, get some people in there. <laughs> what? Go up the aisle. There you go. All right. It's kind of weird. We're a Dutch community, but put your hands on someone's shoulder right in front of you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I praise you for these 24 seniors. I praise you for the life that they lead. I praise you for the hand that you have had in all of their lives. I praise you for what you have done in their lives the past four years and that you have gone before them into the next four and the next 50 and the next 75 and whatever it is, whatever you have blessed us with. Father, I pray that all of these seniors, as they go on to their next stage of life, whether it is work, whether it is missions, whether it is military, whether it is college, whatever it is, I pray that you go before them. I pray that they can receive the gospel, that they can turn away from idols, that they can follow you so closely by your word, and that they can bring up followers behind them, pointing everyone that they meet towards you. Father, this is all for you. This is not for us. And Father, I just pray that these seniors know that we love them so much here. And we could not be more excited for the journeys that you have for them, for the life that they are going to lead for your glory, for your light, and for your gospel. Father, I pray that they don't just try to extend their years as long as possible, but they spend their years serving you, glorifying you, and being an imitator of you. Father, it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Please rise for our benediction. And I want to say, the seniors all have little name tags. Uh, go congratulate them. Find them. And uh, send them well. Tell them you're praying for them. Take one of those packets, hang it on your fridge, pray for these students day in and day out. There's a lot of things coming their way, and they need it. One thing that we've been doing in senior high this year, the basis of our, our youth group, um, for the most part, has been the Shema. It's found in Deuteronomy, and it is an, it is an ancient prayer. And that is going to be our benediction this morning. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, Ve'ahavta et Adonai Elohecha, Bekol Levacha, Uvakol Nafshika, Uvakol Meodeha. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You will love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul 
and with all of your might. Go in peace.